0: Come on, everybody, I want you to give God a shout of praise today. Give Him a hand clap wherever you're watching from. Comment in the comments right now. Say, God is so good. Man, if you're very first time with us today, I want you to go ahead and text me at 702-727-8280. And I would be so honored if you would text me. If you don't do the text thing, go ahead and put new in the comments. Say, brand new with you to hear today. We would love to get you connected. Now, I'm excited because today... We have Growth Track, and so I hope you could join me at the 11 a.m. online Growth Track right after this. Learn about your unique design, discover who you are, and learn about our church. And A-team, if you're watching with me today, I highly recommend that you join us today as well to refresh yourself with the vision of our church. Man, I would love to have you there. Now, we are in a collection of talks. I hope you've been enjoying it, but it's changed people. All right, change the world. I heard you, okay? We have your laptops, your iPhones bugged, uh, courtesy of Facebook, but I'm totally kidding. But it's all about the book of Acts. And in 2020, can I say this? In 2020, the book of Acts so relates But man, if 2020 was a coffee drink at Starbucks, it would be a chai tea, because it's disgusting, all right, so gross. But better yet, if 2020 was a vegetable, it'd be a tomato, because they are gross. They are disgusting. But I want you to start to change your perspective about this year. It's been the craziest year, but God, changed my perspective, because the greatest hardships often produce the greatest blessings. You know, Paul was in the book of Acts and, and uh, he was knocked off his horse. Then he was blind for three days. Talk about hardships. Then he had to rest up and heal up. Then he had to go tell people that, 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 you know, he had to go tell the people that he was trying to murder, that he changed his mind. Yeah. Can you believe that? Like I'm a believer. I'm a Christ follower. But Paul ends up writing most of the new Testament because changed people can really change the world. Now, last week, Pastor Lindsay, my wife, she preached a wonderful message called Raise Your Gaze. And I want you to watch that if you haven't had the chance. It was a great word for the season we're in today. But I want to be real honest with you. I'm, we're going through uh, the book of Acts this summer. And first, it fits our current reality that we're currently facing. But when I got to Acts chapter 13, man, it gets a little boring. Uh, I even made a note uh, I, and, and and my note was skip it, all right? Like, move over it. Like, you know in your Bible reading plan, when you have to read three chapters of the genealogy, you know, like who begot who and who had who and this person was related to this person and this person went and had another little person. Matt, feel free to skip it. Mark it as read and say, thank you, Jesus, for grace. Bible reading is done for today. Come on, who can relate to that? But you know, something grabbed a hold of me in Acts chapter 13. Again, boring story. It's not a a prison escape story. It's not about someone getting teleported uh, story. But in Acts chapter 13, it's Paul's first recorded sermon. It's not his first sermon, but it's the first recorded sermon. And what Paul does in Acts chapter 13, he begins to tell the crowd about the history of the Bible. He begins to share how God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. He shares about 40 years in the wilderness. He shares about going into the promised land. All that took about 450 years in total. So Paul's preaching the history. And then he shares the history of Samuel, the prophet. Who's anointed? Who anointed Saul to be king? Then he talks about David, who who was a man after God's own heart. Then he talks about Jesus, how Jesus came into the picture to be a savior, who was water baptized by John the Baptist. Though they didn't recognize Jesus as Savior, they crucified him on a cross and they buried him in a tomb. And then Paul says in Acts chapter 13, he says, but God raised him from the dead. Preachers, if you're listening to this, this needs to be in every message. Jesus died and he rose again. And for many days, he was seen by those who traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. And they are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news, what God promised and this is where it really hit me. I'll tell you some good news. What's that? That God promised our ancestors he has fulfilled for us what God promised he fulfilled for us their children by raising up Jesus. By raising up Jesus. I'm doing everything I can. All right? Not to preach, but the title of my message today is what was promised will be fulfilled. What was promised will be fulfilled. Somebody needs to hear that today. What was promised is going to happen. It will take place. That dream, that vision, that prophetic word, it will happen. This might be the shortest message I preach and all God's people said, amen. But it's so important to hear in this season because here's what I believe. I believe that you've had a word from God that you know that you know it was a word From God. Maybe you told somebody that word and they said, Are you sure? Uh, Did you miss it? But here's what I do know I believe the enemy has tried to use this pandemic to cancel out that word. Now, listen to me, I'm not controversial, but I believe with all my heart, according to God's word, the kingdom of heaven never cancels, it only fulfills. It only restores. You are not canceled. You are not forgotten. Your promise from God will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Give me a comment right there and say, yes, what was promised will be fulfilled. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching better than you're typing today. Come on. I believe in this message is for you today. And I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said it so well. He said, your feelings at this moment are no evidence that miracles do not occur. Church, that miracle promise, it will occur. It will come. It may feel like it's delayed or decayed, but it, but it is God's perfect timing. We cannot base our theology or our beliefs on our feelings. I feel like preaching today because it may feel like there's no hope, there's still hope. It may feel like there is no way you can get there, but you will get there. It may feel like you're stuck. It may feel like you didn't hear from God. You will get there. It may feel like you're stuck. and You got nowhere else to go, but God is saying, I have freedom for your life. Maybe you say, I heard from God, but you know what? Maybe it's just bad pizza the night before. Maybe I totally missed it. Listen to me. Do not Stand on your feelings, but stand on the word of God. Stand on God's word. You know what I love about our church is we're multicultural, multi-generational. We have all ages, amazing people. And we have so many wonderful avenue babies that had been born uh, during this year. And man, shout out to the sleep-deprived parents that miss quarantine. All right. They're like, what's quarantine? It's called parenting, all right? But remember. Uh, I remember when Pastor Lindsay was pregnant with Levi and that uh, she was instantly excited because she was a mom. She said, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be a mom. Now, I was excited, but it was a different kind of excitement that I knew I would be a dad, but I had to wait nine months. See, the day that my wife was pregnant, she became a mom. A baby began to form inside of her. You see, I didn't become a dad until the day my son entered into this world. You know, we even told ourselves that we will give him a name when we see him. See, we didn't even have a name for him because we're sentimental new parents. And man, if that rang true, you're what my son's name would have been. It would have been E.T., you know what I mean? Or alien, right? Because no one told us babies don't come out cute, all right? I mean, when he came out, he's said, ah, put him back. He had like a weird head. He said, he's not done baking. But listen to me that I knew I was going to have the miracle of being a dad, but it didn't feel like it because my current situation didn't change. All I had was a word. All I had was I'm pregnant, but it took me nine months to go beyond the feeling to the reality. Listen to me. It may not feel like it, but it's Coming As for my family and I, this is the hardest season in ministry, this global pandemic. I mean, who else has to deal with such destruction of a virus, a global shutdown, a hundred year disease, hatred being revealed, lives being taken. But listen to me, we are experiencing overflow in the middle of a storm because we're standing on the promises of God. Not on our feelings, not on our situation, but on the word of of God. If you're standing on the word of God, I want you to type that in. I am standing on God's word. But catch this. See, Paul goes on to say something that I never saw before in verse 32. He says, we tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us. Their children by raising up Jesus. Now check out what he says. As it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today I have become your father. I've become your father. Church, I love this. I love this because Paul's reminding us that what was promised is going to be fulfilled. But then he, con- he connects identity with promises. You catch that? He connects our identity to promises. Our identity is connected to God's promises. Our identity is connected to God's promises. You got to pray for Lorenzo because I am fired up. I'm going to be everywhere today. I can't stay in one spot because this is the heart of God. And so here's Paul and Paul's trying his best not to offend the Jews in order to reach the Gentiles. See, the Gentiles were outcasted. They were segregated by the Jews. They were not holy enough. They weren't good enough to enter into heaven. And Paul says, hey, guys, listen, your father has promises over your life because you belong to him today, right now, starting now. You are his son. You are his daughter. They have never heard that before. They heard the message of you don't belong here. Paul comes with the good news of Jesus Christ and says you belong to God. Because you know what I believe? I believe Paul understood identity more than anyone else. He had a history. And here's the thing about his history. Everyone knew about it. Everyone knew who he was. But I believe Paul decided somewhere on his journey. I could see Paul even declaring privately in his bathroom mirror every single morning, you know, I'm not a Christian killer. I'm a Christ follower. I'm not an illegitimate child. I'm a child of God. I'm not a mistake, but I have purpose for my life. Listen to me, church. There are no accidents with God. You are not an accident. There are no mistakes with God. You are not a mistake. But it says this, you are my son and today I have become your father. Come on, this applies to you and me today. That you may have an earthly dad who was wonderful, who was amazing, but you might also have an earthly father who abandoned you. Maybe never stayed and fight for you. Or maybe abused you, or a father who, who never kept his promise. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, you're a child of God. You are his son. You are his daughter. But God will always keep his word. And sometimes we try to compare our, our heavenly father to our earthly father. And we say, my earthly Father's let me down. My earthly Father's lied or broke his promises. So therefore, that's what my heavenly father will do. So I threw this verse in here today because somebody needs to see this verse. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 6. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise. There it is again, the unchangeable character of his purpose. This is who God is. It says he guaranteed it with an oath. So God says, here's my promise. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. When God makes a promise, it will be fulfilled. When God makes a promise, come on, somebody needs to hear this today. Oh, when God makes a promise, it will be fulfilled. No pandemic, no virus, no situation, no circumstance can break the promises of God because God cannot lie. He's omniscient, omnipresent. He knows all things. He is in control today. And listen to me, it goes against the very nature of God to lie. He's not the father of all lies. The enemy is, and the enemy will do whatever he can to steal your identity, to rob you of your promises in order to destroy your life. But Jesus said, I have come so you may have life. And so I might wanna ask you a question. I believe you're really asking right now. You're asking this, what does God's promises have to do with my identity? What does God's promises have to do With my identity. You see, Paul didn't have to look at his past in order to determine his present. He didn't have to look at his past to determine who he was. If he did, then he would have to stay with the past label you're a murderer. Oh, I know you, you're a Christian killer. But instead, Paul looked to the word to determine his identity. Now, don't get me wrong, God used his experiences and his past pain. We're going to talk about that in the growth track. You like that little plug right there? So let's join growth track with me today. But God gave Paul even a new identity. He said, you're no longer Saul, the murderer. You're now Paul, the apostle. Because listen to me, promises dictate my identity. Promises dictate dictate my identity. Now, if I were to take away God's promises you what I would have, I would only have problems. All right, I got 99 problems, but my identity ain't one of them. But I want you to know, if you take away promises, then you have problems. If you take away promises, you have no future. You have no vision. You have no hope. But identity is defined not by my reality, but by God's word. But by God's Word. My goodness. Sometimes we want to go, come on, bring me some meat and potatoes today. During a pandemic, we need simplistic gospel. We need a word from God. And this is probably one of the most important things I'm going to say during this entire collection of talks. Because we say it all the time, if you know who you are, come on, everybody say it, then you know what to do. But you might be asking today, how do I discover who I am? Church, I believe with all my heart, it is only in Christ. Not the past, not a family member, not not history, but it'll only be found in his story. And that is Jesus. You see, identity, it's, it's, it's ownership. That every promise is my promise. Promises speak to my identity. It's not based on circumstances, but it's based on facts. And that fact is found in God's word you see my identity is not my past it's my future my identity is the promise and so here are some promises of God that relate to our posture in Christ Romans chapter 8 verse 31 it says what then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us who could be against us if God is for us who could be against us? So my identity is God is always with me. Psalms 139, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Listen to me. What's my identity? Who am I in Christ? You were fearfully and wonderfully made. First John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, see what great love the Father has lavished. Come on, look at this. Man, you got nothing on a love poem right here. But God has lavished his love on us that we... We should be called children of God. And that is what we are. You are a child of God. 1 John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love. Somebody needs to write this down. You need to screenshot me right now. Already on the count of three, screenshot me right? Because you need the scripture for it today. It says there's no fear in love, but perfect love. And that's Jesus's love for your life. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. God is not punishing you i want you to take the grace of god the mercy of god and and stop saying god's mad at me and he's punishing me say god loves me and he's restoring me because the one who fears is not made perfect in love here's your 2020 verse right here jeremiah 29 11 we all know this one but man we need to know this for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you. This is going to be a season of prosperity and for you and not to harm you. I will not be harmed in Jesus mighty name plans to give you hope and a future right there. God wants to give us hope during a pandemic. Do You want to change the world? Give them hope. Man, don't tell me that what you see here and there on Facebook and Instagram, don't tell me about that article or what they said. I want you to tell me that Jesus loves me. I want you to tell me that Jesus has a plan for my life and that I will make it, that this is the year of overflow. While the world's scrambling for hope, we can give them hope. While they're searching for answers, we can give them the solution, and that is Jesus. Because church, can I be real with you? Because if we don't tell them, who will? Who will give the good news? No more than any other time in our history. People want identity and people need hope. And guess what? That is a promise of God. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and God says, I'll be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not Be discouraged. You know, uh, I used to be a youth pastor, and uh, man, my wife and I, we would do whatever we could uh, to get students involved in their work, get students to bring their Bible to church, get students to pray or bring a a friend to church. And So we used to do a point system. Well, uh, you know, this one particular group, they won uh, for the entire school year. They brought the most Bibles. They brought the most friends. They did something amazing. They they were able to get their friends the church. Well, there's a a woman in our church. She's incredible. And uh, she gave us a hookup at a awesome uh, hotel down on the Las Vegas Strip. And she said, here's a room. And so we were able to give the entire small group with adult chaperones a room for the night to kind of, you know, celebrate them, to congratulate them. And my students, they they went down with with the adult chaperones. They went to the counter and they said, they're all excited. They got their bags and they're ready just to be with each other and to have fun. And the woman at the counter, click, clack. And she goes, I'm sorry there's no room available that's that's it but listen to me you know we they called me and they're like pastor jeremy there's no room <laughs> they're gonna kick us out of here and i said no 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 no. i had a word from my friend that there was a room reserved for us and so the lady on the phone said no sir nope there's no room for you you gotta leave get out of here so finally i got a hold of my friend and i just wanted, what's what's happening did we do something wrong and she happened to work for the top man in a particular casino way up high. I didn't even know this. And so she calls them, and all of a sudden, the lady at the front desk gets the phone call, sees her title, see who she works for, and she goes, oh, you know what? Glory to God, the Sky Suites just opened up for you guys. Here, come over here, grab these kids' bags. All of a sudden, they were treated like royalty because, listen to me, church, it's who you know who gives you access. Come on, somebody. It's who you know who gives you access. If you know who God is, then you know who you are in Christ. Listen to me. There are too many. There are too many. I'm guilty of this at at times too. There are too many who stop at the counter and you receive the word, you walk away and you live a defeated life. You see, listen to me, the enemy will do whatever he can to steal your identity, to kill who you are and to destroy your life so that you never make a difference in this life, so you never grab a hold of God's promises. In church, I believe you can't relate to God's promises without knowing your position in Christ. It's almost like the enemy's saying, yo, 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 Jeremy, you don't have access. Or it's almost like the enemy's saying, who said you can be blessed? And I have to remind myself, listen to me, my, my father did, I need you to back up because what was promised will be fulfilled. What was promised will be fulfilled. Now, before I end this message today, man, I strongly want to simply share about the promise of being free. I just begin to pray and say, God, how do I cultivate? How do I write this message? I believe the Holy Spirit said, John chapter eight, verse 32. And it said, and you will know the truth. And this right here, that's Jesus. you know the truth and the truth will set you free. I believe with all my heart, many of you read this Bible verse before and you said that's great for someone else. But listen to me. This is the promise for you today that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Maybe you've been dealing with guilt or you've been dealing with with shame or an addiction that I just can't shake. I just can't break free from. Well, here's what the Bible says. Here's the promises of God. We have freedom from guilt and shame god will never put this on you god wants to heal you he died on a cross for your guilt and your shame the second one is freedom from your past we talk about this we want god to heal your past so you can live in your tomorrows but here's the next one freedom from sin and i'm here to tell you guys somebody is here and you're saying i just can't shake it i just can't break free from it it is a promise It is a promise that you do not have to be held and gripped by these things. You know, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 7. It says, instead of your shame, there will be a double portion. I am so tired of Christians like myself living this life when God wants us to live This life. Instead of living a life of shame and guilt, God says, I have a double portion for your life. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their life. Therefore, in their land, they, they shall possess a double portion and they shall have everlasting joy. They might say, Why are you so happy? Where does this joy come from? And you say, It comes from a double portion of God's love, of God's grace, of the promises of God. What was promised? will be fulfilled, and I am standing on an overflow promise, on a double portion promise. Church, I still feel strongly about the word overflow. That was last December 2019, and in the middle of chaos, in the middle of a pandemic, we're experiencing overflow. There's so much overflow that I still cannot yet share about it yet. Even now I'm standing in just a small portion of the overflow of Avenue headquarters because of your generosity, because of your prayers. I'm standing on a word from God. You know, this last year I was out running and it was nighttime and uh, I was just talking with God on the trail. And, uh, and I began to ask God, God, can we... Can we just make a difference in this massive city called Sin City? Can we make a dent? Can we make an eternal impact? And I believe with all my heart, God impressed upon me that he said, look at the distance. And so I'm running, it's dark, I can see kind of the stars and all that. I live out in mountain's edge. And I saw the Luxor light, and it was shining bright. And I felt so strongly that God spoke to my heart, and God said, avenue will be as bright as that light to the city. Church, we're going to make an impact. Church, we're going to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. There's amazing churches in town, but God has given us a promise. And what was promised... Will be fulfilled. If God gives you a word, write it down and say, God, you promised it. Jesus said it. I believe it. Yes, his word is true. Come on. So now here's what Paul does. And he finishes up his first recorded sermon with some good news. And this is what he says He says, Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. It's his promise. Through him, everyone who believes, is set free from every sin. That is a promise from God, a justification. Justification means just as if I'd never sinned. You were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. And here's what he says. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. And he says this Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe. You would never believe, even if someone told you. Woo! Paul's preaching good today. He's got an amen corner. He's got people that are saying, Wow, are amazing. Because listen to me, what if, what if overflow this year was more than a materialistic thing? But what if overflow this year was finally being set free? Or what if overflow this year was that person or a city or a nation that you would never believe would be set free and they would give their life and they would surrender their life to Jesus Christ? What would happen? What was promised will be fulfilled through Christ. Now, Paul was talking specifically about the promise of the cross. Because Jesus died on the cross. He rose three days later. And therefore, we have forgiveness of sins. That we are free. That all we have to do is believe. It is not by works, but it's by faith through grace. Maybe you're sitting there at your home with your family, your watch party, in your car, and you're watching this broadcast. And you just might ask the question that I did many, many years ago. You might be saying today, why me? Why would Jesus die on a cross for me 2,000 years ago? And I found a fantastic verse for you today, Ephesians chapter 1. It says, God decided in advance. He decided in advance. God said, it's not by what you do, but it's by what I do. God said, I'm going to die on a cross in advance so I could adopt you into my own family by bringing us himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. This is how valuable you are. This is who you are in Christ. He wanted to do it. He wanted to die on the cross. He wanted to bore its shame. He wanted to pay for the penalty of your sins. He wanted to do it and it gave him great pleasure. As a father, I will always step in for my son or my family. But listen to me, Jesus decided it advanced to adopt us into his family through Christ. He wanted to do it and it gave him great pleasure. So guys, I'm here to remind you what was promised will be fulfilled. You're not an accident. You're not a oops. You're not a mistake. You don't have to be full with guilt and shame. You don't have to give in to sin, the, to the temptation of it all. You don't have to be broken and hurting. God said, "I, with great pleasure in advance, I died on a cross for you so you could have the promises of God, so you could have a relationship with Jesus today. So I want to pray with you today. With every head bowed, every eye closed, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, thank you. God, thank you for Acts 13 today what we thought was boring, what we thought was not relevant today, that thank you that Paul had a message for us in the year 2020. Father, thank you for the reminder that Jesus died on a cross. He rose three days later so that we could be free, so that we could have every promise that is in God's word, promises of freedom, promises of hope, promises of future, promises of, of the overflow, a double portion anointing over my life. And so Father, I pray for every viewer that's watching today. God, I pray for prosperity. God, I pray for hope. Father, I pray for healing. Father, I pray for love that drives out fear in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for hope and healing like never before. But God, the biggest miracle I pray today is the miracle of salvation. God, when we give our lives to you, you make us new creations in Christ Jesus. So God, give us a new identity in Christ. And if you're watching with me today and you say, I, 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 I met Pastor, I, I need to give my life to Jesus. I'm ready to take a step. I'm ready to have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. Say, today I receive your forgiveness. I want you to say, forgive me of my sins and be lord of my life say be number one with all my heart the best way i know how i'm going to live for you so i want you to say this say i now know who i am i am saved i'm redeemed i'm a child of god come on everybody shout amen today i want you to comment because someone Took a very important step. And listen to me, if you took that step, I want you to text me at 727-8280. But I want you to join me at Growth Track right now at the 11 a.m. I want you to hop in and I want you to begin to discover God's unique design for your life so that you can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make an eternal difference. So what are you waiting for? I gotta go to Growth Track. What are you sitting here watching me for? Get on that Zoom and let's have Growth Track today. Church, I love you, and I'll see you next week.
1: Hey church, the message was so good this morning. If you said yes to Jesus today, be sure to text the word hope to us at 702-727-8280. We are so excited for you and thankful to be on this journey with you. We just want to send you some resources to help you take your next steps. We believe that God has a unique plan for your life and a purpose only you can fulfill. Our heart is to help you discover the purpose God has for you, and we do this through Growth Track. We are so excited to be able to launch Growth Track online during this season, and we encourage you, church, join us after the service today at 11 a.m. with Pastor Jeremy and our Growth Track team to get connected. And if you're watching this later in the week or during the second service, you can click the link and catch Growth Track on demand. If you enjoyed church online, we would love for you to share it. Whether you text the link to your family or your besties, or simply click share if you're watching on Facebook. You can partner with us in our mission to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus. Now the fun doesn't stop here. Let's join our host and special guests at the after party.